0: Welcome to episode 45. I'm Jules. And I'm Cece. All right. And it's What's Haunted this? Tuesday. It's Haunted Tuesday. <laughs> I am trying to get myself composed, guys. I just had a major laugh attack.
1: Like, we whoa. had a major laugh attack together. I wish. We did. Oh, man. Guys, what we were laughing about was inappropriate. But I tell you, it was really funny. And we've been laughing about it for days. <laughs>
0: it really really is so um I apologize for all that <laughs> so Shut how's that it how's it going
1: it's really good and by that I mean that we took this week off to record a bunch of podcast episodes and mm-hmm. then this morning I was just relaxing and having some eggs and bacon and being like yes yeah. we're gonna relax today and record and then, I got a phone call from my boss, and there was lots of things that I ended up having to attend to. Drama. Because, um, yeah, just like work drama stuff that, like, she didn't mean to make me do it, but I was like, she's trying to collect this information to do it for me, and it just wasn't going to work. <laughs> it's just
0: easier if you do
1: it I love my sometimes. boss so much, but I don't, like, she doesn't know how to do these things anymore, so. <sighs> it's all good. How are you today?
0: I... Well, you know, you know, some of the hey, hey guys, remember the Egyptian curse of our family where my dad decided he was going to uh, carve our name into the pyramids at Giza? Yeah, it's back again. So, computer number two that I ordered um, for podcasting. Well, we had to, we tried to record before and had to endure the dog talking to me in Scooby Doo language and it yeah. turns out it was yeah. a delivery guy opened it and then I was excited I went to open the computer as you all know the first one had jizz on the keyboard or something and it didn't work yeah. and so this one I go to power it up and it's like glitching right from the get go halfway just ugh okay. so I guess I'm probably going to be sending that one back too yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. how things are going
1: It's a bummer, man. It's a fucking bummer. But I think that your dog's done barking. I hope so.
0: Oh, for the love of God. (laughs) So between the barking and the giggle fits and all the other stuff, like what else can you do? It's a beautiful Tuesday.
1: and It's a beautiful haunted Tuesday. And so we're going to talk today about some haunted hotels, which we did not very long ago. And... These are going to be ones that we've been to except for one of them. I mm-hmm. haven't been to, but my friend is trying to convince me that we're going to go stay there, which will oh. be very scary. But I don't know. Um yeah, that's what we're going to do today. I'm going to talk about 3 of them and Jules has one cool. and her one probably has way more information than I have all <laughs> because three put I together just like that. Yeah, like she was like, "I'm going to do." So like I do the HH Holmes episode cuz we're recording a bunch of them together, right? So I do the HH Holmes episode. I have like an hour on this like super crazy case that has tons of but details it. I don't know in how you did about that in an
0: hour, it. Hour? Right? Okay.
1: I don't fucking know either. It's because I'm not the most detailed person in the world. And then Jules is like, "Oh, I'm going to do a couple of hotels in san antonio and i'm like oh okay like i guess we're gonna take up a whole episode on that like fucking two hours later she's still talking I'm
0: sorry <laughs> i just so, feel like the context hey one of my strengths in the strength finder was context also yeah a capricorn you, i can't you help do it
1: context where i don't
0: i so. just need to know like i need to know Like, why is it like that? Like, if someone tells me that they have got an issue, I need to know, like, all the backup deets. That's how it just is.
1: I think that I would have found backup deets if there were some, but I don't think that I... I don't know. Or there's just parts where I, like, found things. I'm like, I don't care about this part. But... (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to get started first. I'm going to do a couple. And then Jules is going to do one that's probably going to take up, like, at least 45 minutes of the episode or something. (laughs) Maybe an hour. And then... And then I'm going to finish up with one that's funny. So you're ready to get your giggles on. All right, Okay, okay, okay. So the first one I'm going to start with is Chase on the Lake Resort in Walker, Minnesota. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Okay? Okay. So this place is located on Leech Lake, which is Minnesota's third largest lake. And Minnesota is the land of a thousand lakes. And so the third largest lake is kind of a big deal.
0: And also is it filled with leeches? Is that why it's called that?
1: I don't know. I didn't get in it. I hope not. But very possibly well, why that there's Why would they call leeches. it that?
0: That's really gross.
1: I don't know. But I fucking hate when I get leeches on me. I used to get them on me as a kid because I was dirty. Ugh. And I would like go play in places like that. But Ugh. yeah. So Leeches or not in Leech Lake, it's beautiful up there. So I have been here before. I stayed here a few years ago. My friend got married. Hi to you. You'll know. You already know I'm talking about you right now. Yeah. But um, <laughs> she she listens to the podcast. Hello. So, yeah, she's she's the best. And I went up there to officiate her wedding with her husband, who is also my friend. And. <laughs> So we traveled up there. I was there with with Hannah and then with Concrete Kira. And we had a few days that we spent up there because Concrete Kira was staying with me for a couple months in the summer in between her, probably her Wait, junior and senior year. Wait, did you just say Hannah,
0: like with an H?
1: I don't know if it's Hannah or Anna, so I say it <laughs>
0: every time. Just was like I was like, have I been saying her fake name wrong, my very own niece, this whole time? <laughs> Is it Anna? No, it's Anna? like
1: literally because nobody knew what we decided on. So I say it differently and nobody ever notices. Or maybe they do.
0: Well, I was. I Okay. Anyway. All right. So. It's kind of fun.
1: Right? Okay. I
0: do so, remember Concrete Kira sending me lots of pictures of her. Like she was posing with a giant Paul Bunyan statue and was in There's a giant hand, Paul Bunyan. Yeah. Acting like she was being attacked by him.
1: Was there funny. was that. There were a bunch of like cool, like murals that the kids could take pictures by in that area and we would like walk around in the town. Walker is really cool. Okay. really great place to have a little mini vacation, which is what oh, we yeah. did. And so I got excited. i the the suites there at the hotel, like where you had like a kitchenette and stuff in your room and like a separate bedroom and everything like those were were all like pretty decently priced. And so I was yeah. like, this is great. Like I'm right at this main hotel. And so I booked the the room and then I think I was just trying to figure something out about the hotel after booking and everything's paid for, you know, all that good stuff. And I'm cheap, so so I don't do the refundable rooms. Yeah. And I know we're going to be, I think we stayed there for like four or five nights. So yeah, because we came early to help out with wedding stuff. So I am looking online and I realized that this place is haunted. Hell yeah. But not hell yeah for someone like me who is afraid of staying at haunted places. I was like, God fucking damn it. Like, here we go. I have to stay in this fucking hotel. And so I'm going to have to sleep with the lights on every night, which I did.
0: <laughs> you did? Yes. So- <laughs> You swept especially, the lights on? Especially
1: the night of the wedding. I was super dr- super drunk. Oh, my drunk
0: God. And I was
1: so scared walking. And, like, the kids kept, like, needing things from the lobby. And it's so scary. Okay. So, <laughs> I was okay. terrified. All right. So, here's the deal. This place, so Chase on the Lake, was opened on June 8th of 1922. Okay. And it was opened by, yeah, by Walker residents, Bart and Louisa Chase. And Oops. the Chase family was not new to the, the hotel industry at that time. They owned a couple other hotels in the Walker area that had been pretty successful. They had the Isabel Lodge mm. and then they had the Hotel Chase in downtown Walker. And this family, they built up their stuff by they kind of like went into debt pretty heavily whenever they did these. And so what the uh what what they would do is they would Pay off delinquent taxes, which apparently was a thing that you could do, and I think you kind of still can, to get properties really cheaply. But then oh, really? they had to, yeah, they had to like build these fancy pants things on top. So this particular hotel cost them, they said somewhere between a hundred and a hundred and seventy thousand dollars in old Indian money, which is obviously a pretty big spread. That's a but a lot of money. Um, yeah. So like at at Perfect. the least, it was about one point eight million dollars is what they yeah. spent on this hotel. In today's money, and this isn't super fancy by standards of like the the kinds of hotels that you see, where it's like all like stone and that kind of thing. Like it's mm-hmm. definitely more of a Minnesota kind of feel. So oh, is it um, like are there like yeah it's like it's, like wood and stuff you know like it's walls. cool but it's not about that there. Like I don't think it would be right to put a super fancy like stone marble hotel. Shit, like on this lake. Like this is like an outdoorsy area. But do they you're use going like, to? River it's more like a cabin feel.
0: What? Do they use like river rock and everything? I don't think so. Like, does it look like the Great Wolf Lodge?
1: No, not like the Great Wolf Lodge. It looks like maybe what the Great Wolf Lodge would have looked like if you built it in the 1970s. Oh, not explain why. So. Actually, it wasn't even the 1970s for this one. I don't know what I'm talking about, honestly, it, was built but in 1922. it just doesn't look like that. Yeah. Well, it, w- it was and then it wasn't. So we'll talk about that. So this place, um, when it opened, it was a big deal that was going to be happening. It was described by the local newspaper as one of the grandest events in the history of northern Minnesota, which I That's don't think exciting. is that hard. But
0: (laughs) it's not that
1: hard to have Don't get me wrong. I love northern Minnesota. It's just that you're not having like grand events there. You're going there to be outdoors. So northern Minnesota is amazingly beautiful. Don't go in the winter unless you like snow. But this place, they were going to be super excited to open it. But unfortunately, right before they opened it, the couple had four children who were pretty well grown at this point. And their 21-year-old son, Lauren, who was... Probably going to be the son that takes over it eventually. They were Uh pretty close to 60 when they opened this place. He died of pneumonia a week before or a week or two before the hotel was set to open. Oh, no. So they were really sad, but they pushed on anyway with their business. Okay. And they ended up opening on that night. They pushed through everything. So this place went, it opened up. Everything was good. There's not a lot of information about how well it did over the years or anything like that. But I think it probably did pretty well. And it stayed open until 1997. Changed okay. hands a couple times. But original buildings there in 1997. And unfortunately, there was a fire that started. Oh, no. And it ruined the property. But in 2008, the property was rebuilt for $30 million.
0: Ah, 30000000 million? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, dude.
1: Yeah. So I don't really know which parts of the the hotel were burned by the fire and which weren't. But I do know that right now, like the building appears to be pretty modern, but the entryway where you go to check in, like it's not like a regular like hotel lobby lobby. I think there's like a couple different lobbies. There's one like downstairs that is like in a bigger area where you'd go for events. But Mm -hmm. like the lobby lobby where you go to check in. That one has like a little shop in it and there's like a a clock in there, like a grandfather clock that I'm going to talk about in a minute. But then that seems to be built like I think that that must have been built in the old area, the part of the hotel that must have stuck because the floors and things like that, they just they feel really uneven, almost like. Oh. like you just feel off and I don't know if it's uneven floors or if maybe there's something else in the air that's making you feel that way but it's just very like it's kind of closed in and dark a little bit and just made me feel a little bit wonky or in my brain it's dark because I can't picture things in my mind so I might okay, be remembering it, this all wrong
0: it could totally be that you were viewing it differently because suddenly you knew that it was haunted
1: I probably was just like a little bit scary or like scared <laughs> a little bit scary. <laughs> you were a little bit scary. I was a little bit scary. No, I was just a little bit scared. I think like being in there in the first place or something. But I don't know. It made me a little bit scared. I was trying to find the lobby like a picture of it. <laughs> so maybe I can like describe it better to you guys. I'm
0: just like imagining you, like, you just being like very scared. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me.
1: Like, I guess it's not that closed off. It's bigger, but there's this like grandfather clock, and,
0: and you were there's like sure leather
1: I furniture. I remembered it way wrong in my brain, but it's like dark wood. I just, I do really feel like the floors just didn't seem like they were
0: like they were moving even. It doesn't you. look
1: like it was built in two thousand eight, but maybe it was. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how much burned, but let's talk about. There's things going on there, whether or not the building itself right now is old. So, when you stay there, you may hear knocking on the doors at night. Okay. And then That's you it. open them thinking like somebody's <clears throat> going to get you. Or, I mean, like you're going to think there's a person out there not like somebody's going to get you if somebody's knocking on right. the door, but nobody's there. So, you're going to open the door and there's fucking nobody there.
0: Okay.
1: You didn't hear anybody run away.
0: You didn't hear anybody run away. Okay.
1: Yes, um, especially on the fourth floor, you might hear the ghosts of children running up and down the hallways and messing with doors. They're gonna knock. They're gonna giggle and run away.
0: Who are the these phone children? Is gonna
1: like the phone might start ringing even when it's unplugged. I think it's little kids that probably went on vacation there as children, and their residual energy is there. That's my guess.
0: That's not scary. Or maybe
1: like grandchildren of the first owners or something. Okay. That hung out there. I don't think children died or anything. There's nothing like that. At one point in the lobby, there is a grandfather clock there and there's like a key that sits that's like locked into the grandfather clock, I guess. And it just like spit it out one day. What do you mean? Like across, like it just was like. Like Lumiere? flew out.
0: Cogsworth.
1: Like if Cogsworth was just like spit something out of his mouth. (laughs)
0: It was like. Yeah. It's like that.
1: It might've been like that. Like, or it might've been like flung. I'm not really sure if it was just like a or if it was like a. But. Okay. It's just a thing. Okay. Um, the, so those ghosts, those things that you hear about. Oh, here, I want to tell one more about the lobby. So. The, there's a piano as well. It's like a grand piano, but like a fancy old one. It doesn't look like mm-hmm. a black like grand piano. It's like a wooden thicker kind of situation. I don't know how to describe it, but it's cool. Look it up. And it plays on its own from time to time.
0: Is it supposed Without anybody to? there.
1: It's not one of those ones that does it.
0: So it's not like an and, old west one?
1: Yeah, and mostly only heard by employees. Not okay. by guests so
0: like the employees could make that up they could
1: they could if they wanted to to sell rooms yeah they could but me i i didn't want to be there because it was haunted i don't know i guess we all have different things
0: haunted it like who's the dead people that
1: lived there i'm assuming like with old hotels i hear a lot that like, they'll be haunted by, like, residual energy of people who had a really great time while they were living or while they were visiting there. Maybe they went on vacation there regularly. And so their ghost ends up staying there because that was a happy place in their life.
0: I don't think I'm going to go back. I'm not going to be a ghost because I know I have a You're plan. not
1: going to be a ghost because you're going to know. Because I'm that always ready for death. But I don't think, like, I think that there's residual energy ghosts. And I'm guessing that's what it is. Okay. Those, but okay. there is some darker energy there as well. So, if you go to the bowling alley in the hotel, you might see red eyes peeking out from like far back the far back wall of the bowling alley
0: what at do you. you mean?
1: I guess like they've seen this red eyes like I don't know if it's like in the bowling alley itself like maybe behind the bowling pins there's like demon like, eyes
0: poking that's out what I would guess that's kind of what I'm imagining is these like red? that's what eyes I'm gonna imagine and we don't know any difference over so it's so what I'm
1: gonna go with um and then you also might get headaches because there might be ghosts grabbing at the back of your neck no they also might make you dizzy I just feel like I was dizzy. For a lot of the time that I was in that hotel, especially on the ground floor when you first walk in.
0: Maybe it's like one of those vertigo places. It's like, It has a weird I feel like it latitude was. and longitude.
1: Could be. I didn't feel like that outside of the building at all in Walker, just in the building.
0: What if there's uh, a and portal? And I was fine
1: on the other floors. I think we stayed on the second floor.
0: There's a portal.
1: There's probably a portal on the floor. Probably. It was real weird. Um, so some of the things that people have experienced while they're staying here are like kicking and knocking on the walls at night between two and four in the morning. That might just be somebody getting it, but
0: you, you never know. <laughs> it might be. I'm like you
1: heard banging on the walls. Like, guess what? Your neighbors might be having sex you might hear doors opening and then slamming shut you might see the door in your room open and slam shut again no so those are things that could happen um one family there was a story out that i found on there like some kind of website where people like review these things and the family said that midnight their daughter started screaming and throwing things across the room Her eyes were shut and she started walking towards them with a broken lamp and she threw it at them.
0: Oh my God. And I
1: guess they ran away from her for a minute, but then they were like, we have to go check on our kid. So they went back in there and she was just like sitting there like surrounded by like the broken lamp with like glass all over the floor, just like sitting there silent and still. So they just like got their kid and they left. I mean, that could just be
0: like a bad sleepwalking episode too.
1: I know, but I guess it wasn't a normal thing for her. I mean, if your kid never did something like that and suddenly they were like, I'm going to... Throw a fucking lamp at your head,
0: that's like alarming. that's scary. I agree. Yeah,
1: maybe they threw it with superhuman strength, also, or something. Because, <laughs> like, if I think about, like, I could not even imagine my kid at thirteen being able to throw a lamp and actually hit me with it. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Okay, um. So, somebody that said that they stayed in room twelve oh five. So that they woke to someone at 2.50 a.m. crawling into bed with them. They could no. feel the movement of the covers, the pillows, the bed itself. And they felt as though a real person was laying in bed with them. So, of course, they're thinking that there's, like, a real person climbing into bed with them. And they're freaking out. So they jumped out of bed, like, super quick and turned the light on really fast. And there was nothing there.
0: <laughs> they turned the light on? Like, I feel like I would be paralyzed with fear. I don't think I would be, like, jumping out of bed turning any lights on. I would probably well. If you thought there was a person in there with you, I don't know what I would do. That's that's be a raper that got
1: into your room. Like, what if it was somebody that worked at the hotel and they like came in bed with you and they were gonna like rape you or something? No, like or the hotel gave out keys to two people because I've heard stories about that before. I was just gonna say
0: I just read an article about this and I'm gonna do a PSA real quick. If you are traveling. And you're in a hotel room, always, always, always put on that little extra look yes. inside. Because I guess there's, like, people that this is happening to, a lot of times it's women that are traveling by themselves. But, like, the raper will go to the front desk and they ask for a key and say that they forgot theirs and that they're staying with you. And there's all these stories that I was reading about women. People like give up. Yes, the people at the
1: hotel are just like never they're conned into. Me, it. I lock myself out of my own room so many times in hotels, and I stay in a lot of hotels.
0: I, I know, do but it almost like,
1: every single time I stay in a hotel, and they always want to see my ID, or they'll come, like, they'll be like, they'll like follow me up to my room
0: and make me get my ID if it's stuck in the room. Um, this one woman, she did latch the door, like she put that little metal hooky thing on, yeah, and the raper was trying to get in. And she slammed his hand in the door, and then realized later on that his finger was stuck. Like she chopped his oh, finger off, and it was stuck in the latch. He deserved it. He did, but I guess she heard Gross. him go, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> and she chopped off his, his finger. finger. This other chick, said like she we got woke all up. your
1: DNA and your fingerprints.
0: Oh, yes, this <laughs> other chick. She. W- this is like my one of my worst nightmares. She woke up. And the dude was standing at the end of her bed, like, putting a condom on. I I just can't even, like, oh, my God, it's so scary. So if you're staying in hotel rooms, for the love of God, use that extra latch on the door. No. Because somebody could trick them and get a key to your room. They really could.
1: Yeah. Okay, I have to stop thinking about that now. We're going to talk about a different hotel. Okay. And this is the one I haven't been to yet. So, this is the Desoto Hotel in Galena, Illinois.
0: Ooh, I've been to Galena.
1: You have been to Galena, and I know you kind of want to stay at this one, right?
0: Uh, or no? Which one is it?
1: The Desoto Hotel. The
0: Desoto Hotel. Well, I look up a lot of haunted hotels, so it could this be. This is that like I said the most that.
1: haunted hotel in Illinois.
0: Then yes.
1: I thought you might be. And so apparently Galena has quite a few haunted landmarks, Mm -hmm. but this one is its most famous landmark. And even though Galena is a small town, there's only a few thousand residents there. There are paranormal experts that think that there might be just as many ghosts as there are people. Ah! So it's a real fucking ghost town. Okay. And the first sightings of ghosts aren't just, like, recent ghosts, like in the last little bit. There are sightings that date back to the
0: 1800s. Like people in the 1800s were seeing ghosts at that time?
1: Yeah, they, it's not just like we're now seeing ghosts from the 1800s. It's like the ghosts are always just, like, getting stuck there. I don't know if they're the same ghosts uh. or if they're different, but one of them is the same ghost. But I think it's a residual haunting. Okay. Okay. So the DeSoto Hotel has 55 unique Victorian style rooms that are named mm-hmm. for historic figures in Galena's past. Cool. And it was founded in 1855 and has had some super famous guests over the years, but I, they literally didn't name any of them. So oh, I don't say, know like, for who? sure. I don't know. I was wondering that as well. I'm like, who, what do you mean? So I'm just going to say like Mark Twain probably. <laughs>
0: What the fuck, man? Okay. Like you know? Okay. It's like Mark Twain probably. Yeah.
1: Like Chase on the Lake, this hotel has had a fire (laughs) as well. So only four years into when it was was founded, it was it caught on fire in eighteen fifty nine. And that the entire hotel was damaged. I know, because it was so that happened. And then they must have fixed it up a little bit. And then in 1869, 10 years later, a steam boiler in the basement exploded. What? Yeah. Okay. So, pretty weird. So, like I said, this lady in black, or I didn't see anything. <laughs>
0: Like like I said, this lady in black. What? You never said anything about a lady in black? No.
1: Okay. So there's not a ton of stuff. Like everybody's talking about all these different ghosts there. But the one that people really talk about at the DeSoto Hotel is this woman named the Lady in Black. Oh, okay. And nobody really knows what she came from or where she came from. But there have been people that have gone into old newspaper clippings and there was a woman that was on Bench Street across from Turner Hall which these things mean nothing to me but there there were old homes there that people lived in in the 1800s and there are newspaper articles saying that there was a woman that saw a black figure coming to her window like the lady in black was like coming to her window and other people had seen this lady in black like around town so, this woman is still at the DeSoto Hotel and probably just hanging out all over Galena. But people see this woman and she will walk down the stairs and then disappear into a wall. It's like the same place over and over. So, this is definitely like residual. So, I don't know if she's like hopping all over town or what's going on, or maybe there's more than one black figure, but. This particular one, it's just like, she's going to be there. She's going to walk down the stairs. She's going to walk into a wall. So people were kind of like, what's the deal here? Why do we really, like, why is she going into the wall? This is weird. People think it's stupid. But
0: really think there it's was, stupid?
1: I, I guess people don't believe it. So they're looking for proof, of course. And so in 2011... There was a flood in the area, okay. so we got a fire, a fire, a boiler explosion, and now a flood. It's twenty eleven. Flood forces it to make repairs, and they remove some of the drywall. In this exact spot where the lady in black would like walk into the wall, uh-huh. and under the wall, there's a doorway that had been covered up.
0: What? How does that? I don't understand.
1: So, apparently, probably, like, when they fixed some of the fire damage or the boiler explosion or whatever it was, they fixed something at some point and covered a doorway up.
0: Oh, that makes more sense. You said, under the wall. And I'm, like, like, like thinking. Like, under the like drywall. Below, I know, there was I a was secret mean, like, door below
1: under below the drywall. The wall.
0: And I was, like, I don't understand. Oh, no. <laughs> it wasn't like
1: it was in the floor or something. <laughs> yes. I'm doing a piss poor job at describing this. But... Basically, what they're saying is that where everybody said that this woman would disappear, there was an actual door there. And I know we talked oh. about this in the San Antonio episode because we, we recorded it just yesterday. And Yes, we did. Where, like, if something is moved around, like, the ghosts will still, like, they might go through doorways in different places because there wasn't a doorway there before. Or the story I talked about where half of the ghost body was showing up because a floor was moved in the building yeah. <laughs> you know like and so yeah this is what was going on and so it just kind of verified that somebody might have been walking through a door right there
0: okay well, that on a regular
1: basis that. so that was pretty cool um they have caught pictures of her before there's one picture that is like a full apparition that's out in the world and that one's pretty cool where you can like see this like full like lady in black and let's see. And then they've also heard voices and things like that, too. Um, yeah. They've been able to sometimes like, I guess she's not the only one there. I'm realizing as I get farther into my notes that I wrote like literally half an hour ago. And um so they have had situations where they'll go in with like the the voice boxes, you know, where like they'll speak. Things through them, (laughs) the ghost well, yeah. The and they'll be like, ah, and then so (laughs) they've heard names, and then they were able to go and like match it up to somebody that they knew had been there before. So, all pretty spooky, cool stuff. Um, so that's that's that one. I'm ready for you to go. Okay,
0: I actually read an article this morning that was. didn't just read an article, but there was, like, footage with it, too. There was a truck driver, and he was driving through um, Arizona in the middle of the night with, like, nothing around. Yeah. his dash cam caught what he thinks was a ghost on the side of the road. And I looked at it, and I believe (laughs) in it.
1: And it was scary looking at it. It was scary.
0: it. It was scary. I looked at it really late last night, I think and i was like oh that's that's disturbing yeah yeah it was like it's very scary like the like it was kind of transparent the person was and the bottom half of them was like much more well defined than the upper half of their body but it was just like he caught it on his dash cam as he was driving past and was like what the fuck was that and must have gone back and looked at it oh yeah <gasps> anyway okay mm. Cream. So, uh, the one that I'm going to talk about, we were actually traveling back. It was me and the two younger girls in the dock. We had gone up to Atlanta to to go see, there was like a convention up there. It was kind of like a Comic-Con kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And we surprised the girls with taking them to go see a bunch of the Walking Dead characters um, like the people that play the characters in them and, uh, had a good time there. And then we were driving back and we're, we're going through Georgia and we're starting to get hungry. And so I just start like researching cause I suddenly was just like, I really just want to eat like a, at a real like sit down restaurant and start seeing these signs for a place called Americus, Georgia. And I just had this really strong pull to to stop there. So I start pulling up um, stuff on the Internet for restaurants, yeah. which is weird because normally we would just stop and like, you know, go through a drive through or something. Yeah. But I asked the doc and I was like, seriously, I just really want to like have a sit down dinner. And he's like, yeah, that's weird, but whatever. So I look and suddenly this place called the Windsor Hotel pops up. And I'm like, that's. That's really cool. I was like, let's let's stop in this little town. So we do. And why don't you go ahead and look up the Windsor Hotel in Americus, Georgia. Okay. It is a really freaking cool looking hotel that's really old. Oh, um, it is. Yeah, it's, it's, like it's got like... It looks like a castle. It's like a turret thing. Oh, it's so cool. Ooh,
1: this old tiny picture of it makes it look very scary. I know.
0: It was like it was Black drawing me wizards. in. Oh,
1: the inside's very wooded.
0: It's very heavily like the the dark, heavy, um, like what you would think of as Victorian era, um, like all the heavy carvings and all the wood. Like it's it's mm-hmm. very yeah grand. So. Um it kind of sets Americus apart from a lot of these other small places like you see some cool stuff like that but this one's pretty extraordinary. Um yeah. it was designed by a Swedish American architect. Um his name was Gottfried Leonard Norman and the the grand opening of the of the hotel actually took place on June 16th of 1892. They had a big ball at the hotel. On the fifth floor, and they had, you know, guests in nearly every room during this, this Crazy. grand opening. So when you walk in to the front doors, there is this, like, enormous atrium. So basically, when you're on the first level of the hotel, if you stand in the center of that um, entrance area and you look up, you can see like balconies that go all the way up that surround you all around. That's we'll the atrium. Love an atrium. Yeah. yeah, and then the ceiling is beautiful, like way up there above you. Absolutely amazing. It's it's really cool. It has a lot of layers of significance in the area, not just the architecture, but there were famous visitors, rehabilitation after years of being vacant. There was a lot of people that worked behind the scenes, you know, for the past hundred and almost 30 years or so. It's got, like I said, that, that they call it like a monumental atrium, um, to its original service stairwell. So the building has like its main part of the hotel. And then it's kind of weird. Like when you go up to, I think the second story or something like that, Um, There's like this other part of the hotel that kind of veers off and there is like an original service stairwell that's over there. Um, And then there's like an elevator that's over there as well, which is one of the things that we're going to focus on. So when we first went there, we just stopped and it's got this amazing dining room. That's up, I think, on the second or third level. Um, That's kind of off to one one area. Mm -hmm. There's also a bar on the first level. That is a little bit more low-key. Um, we decided to go to the main uh, dining area upstairs. Had dinner there. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way that this hotel this is not is haunted. building is huge. So we leave there and I start looking into it. And sure enough, it is. So we decided to to go back and actually spend the night there. Yeah. Oh, no, I lied to you. I said that we... I said that we had actually um, eaten at the place after we had gone to the Walking Dead conference, but that Boy. was wrong. We were actually coming back from Sonoya, Sonoya, Georgia, where they film The Walking Dead. If you can't tell, our family, are Walking Dead fans, um, not me as much as the doc and the girls, like they're kind of obsessive about it. But we had gone to Sonoya, Georgia. where Oh, they- OK. Film all of the Walking Dead, most of the Walking Dead stuff. So that's where we had sought the first time we were going to Atlanta to that uh, Walking Dead conference. When we stayed in the hotel, okay. So sorry, I got that confused. But they were both they were both Walking Dead affiliated. So (laughs) they were both, which makes us sound like a little bit of a crazy. (laughs) Yeah,
1: like are these the only two Walking
0: Dead field trips you ever took, or were there more? Honestly, n- no, I think we've been to Sanoya twice. I cannot
1: confirm or deny whether there have been multiple I walking confirm dead. Confirm or deny situations. There have been other okay, keep going.
0: You know what? For me, when we went to Atlanta, who was also there were actors from the Gilmore Girls. So oh, that's fun, too. Lucy and I got to meet Luke from the Gilmore Girls. Oh yeah. He was so cute he was so cute and so great when we met him like he spent time sitting there talking to lucy you know like asking her what she likes about the show like i mean it was really cool so we got to meet him as well um uh, but let's get back to talking about the windsor hotel and not just about the weird field trips that yes okay
1: so <laughs> eat there once um, and then you're like gotta go back
0: and while well, we're getting our I walking dead fix and stay yeah. there and i'm like okay guys We're going to stay at the haunted hotel and then there's supposedly like a walking tour that they can give you when you go there. Well, I didn't know this. So pro tip, you need to ask them for the walking tour at the time that you're setting up your reservation at the hotel. Otherwise they don't have somebody staffed there at all times that can give you the walking tour. So what happened to us is that instead they gave us a piece of paper that had all the stuff on it. You've talked about this
1: before while telling like just when you were recommending haunted hotels to people you've mentioned this.
0: Anyway yeah so they give us this piece of paper and they're like here's a self-tour. So I mean that was kind of fun too so we took the girls around and we did the self-tour around it with with the little notes on the paper and then also the stuff I found in the internet and then we decided that we were gonna you know, eat dinner, and then once it got late, like, more close to the witching hour that is supposedly more active, then we were going to go and venture out to this certain stairwell. Okay. Where the ghost activity takes place. So, I'll I'll go back to that, like, once we catch up with what that story is that's associated with that. Um, there's an elevator. So... A guy named Joshua Spellman. He's the host of a paranormal podcast called Crimes and Witch Demeanors. Um, he actually discovered that two accident, or that an accident, two years after the Windsor's grand opening um, had happened, and it was to this guy from Cincinnati. He was a businessman. His name was Richard Rust, and he attempted to take the elevator, like. Another elevator problem. Yeah. Um, from the lobby floor to his room that was up above. Instead, uh, he fell down the elevator shaft. Oh. I don't know how that happens. I would really like more details. Well, they probably that. didn't
1: have like automatic doors back then.
0: Well, you still have to like step into the elevator. Like, how do you just like fall? Maybe into he was like talking shaft.
1: to somebody and he was distracted. And I was like, ha, 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 I'm just going to jump in here. And then he was like, oh, shit, (laughs) there's no elevator here. And that's what he said right before he fell. I mean that in the most loving way possible. That was a really, like, cartoonic way for me to talk about that. (laughs) Exactly. But, like, I just, like, that's a possibility. Or maybe somebody pushed him. Or maybe he tripped while he was waiting on his shoelace.
0: It's interesting that you say that maybe somebody pushed him. Oh. I'll revisit that in a moment. Okay. So an identical accident occurred in eighteen ninety-six to a guy named A.A. A. Martin. Love the double Again, initial. With the double initials. Okay. It must have been stylish. Yeah. Uh both of the dudes actually lived. Um, uh, but those problems persisted with the elevator for at least 15 years with that. Mm. Um In 1899, this America's Times recorder said on Thanksgiving, quote, When the millennium dawns, we may perhaps be thankful that the elevator at the Windsor Hotel has actually been prepared, been repaired. (laughs) So... He was very tongue in cheek there. Yeah. Was like, hey, maybe these assholes will finally fix the elevator that everyone keeps falling down. Hey, I have an idea. How about you guys start looking when you go into the fucking elevator? Or maybe like put a sign up. Yeah. That's like, you may fall down this elevator shaft. <laughs> Lots of people do it. it.
1: Like, right? They need a safety guy. That's for sure.
0: They definitely need a safety guy. Um, So, in the first decade of the 20th century, there were two dudes that actually committed suicide in the hotel. Um, In 1908, this dude named Alonzo John Walters, he was a cashier, a bank cashier, in Ellaville. Um, He was suspected of stealing from that bank, and he killed himself in a bathroom there. Mm. A times recorder noted the similarity between his death and that of a guy named j eugene moore he was a businessman from albany um and he had committed suicide two years earlier in his third floor room Mm -mm. so just they all like going there and
1: having bad business meetings or something
0: I don't know. Like, there's bad juju. I, like, almost wonder about this site, if there's, like, something deeper to this. Yeah, that could be. You know, like, from before the hotel went up. So, there's a lot of speculation, but no clear reason why Moore killed himself at that time or in that place. It's just weird. Of course, like, there's a lot of sensationalized newspaper accounts, and you should really take all of those with a grain of salt because number one they're old-timey newspapers and we all know how that goes they just want to sell stories they profit from all of these like terrible terrible stories and the more gross the details are the more papers they would sell just like today right yeah so they would totally exploit the tragedies that's what they Um, did back then in December of 1916, and I'm going to preface this one, this story, by saying that I was not able to corroborate anything from this particular one, this particular case. Okay. Like, I could not find a record of this happening other than this particular uh, article. Okay. So, I don't know if this shit is true or made up Maybe or what, my mom found on the internet. Let's this, go. Yeah, this is shit my mom read on the internet, so don't write a fucking book report on anything that we say. Um, an all white jury convicted somebody named Lucius Frazier. Um, he was the Windsor's head waiter apparently. And he was convicted of killing someone named Lily Lewis on Jackson street. Uh, Lily Lewis was a laundress, um, and they speculate that probably she was also a Windsor employee Okay, that worked there. So I'm like, what do you mean you speculate? Like, I just don't know about this whole case. So Lucius Frazier, he maintained that he was innocent. He also claimed self-defense. So, like, what does that mean? Does that mean that Lily was attacking him and he had to kill her? I don't, I, I don't get it. it. Um, But supposedly he spent the last six years of his life laboring on a chain gang and living in the Sumter County stockade on Prince street. He is supposedly buried in an unmarked grave convenient in Eastview cemetery behind the cinder block shed. I feel like I'm going to go look for that one. Yeah. More, Cause we go through this area quite a bit. So noted, um, in 1925, A man attacked another Lucius. Um, He attacked this dude named Lucius Worlds. Uh, Lucius was a fireman for the Windsor Hotel. And he was murdered with a butcher knife. Ooh. The newspaper didn't specify where in America that the assault took place. So it's just... Employees of the Windsor Hotel having really bad luck. Maybe their customers
1: were just assholes and it drove them to insanity.
0: I think everybody was just crazy during this time period. Yeah,
1: that could be too. So,
0: yeah. But none of these real events turned into, and I say real, um, saying yeah. I was not able to corroborate any of them, turned into any of these like popular Windsor ghost stories. Okay. So, I guess, I don't know. But this one in particular was a well-publicized story. Um, It says in here, included on GPB News and Fox 5 Atlanta. And it's about a housekeeper named Emily and her daughter, Emma May, um, who lived at the Windsor. Okay. So she was there. And this is the one that they give you all the information on. So when you go to stay at the Windsor this is the story that we went in search of that night. Okay. So the details of the story do kind of change, you know, as people are playing telephone and telling the story, but the framework pretty much remains the same throughout all of the stories. There's kind of some similarities, no matter which way you hear it. So supposedly in some of the versions of the story, Emily is, is white and in other versions, she is African-American but whatever the case is, it's always that she is, you know, she's a maid, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but she is in a an adulterous extramarital relationship with a politician, a local politician who is a white dude. Okay. And supposedly this happened in the early 1900s. It ends up being a double murder because the politician... Has an argument of sorts with Emily. And the story kind of goes that he didn't want her going and talking about what was happening with them. And he ended up pushing her and Emma Mae down the elevator shaft. Oh. So isn't it kind of weird that he ends up pushing her? And this happens in the 1900s. But like those other ones where people fall down into it, that happens. Before the 1900s. So, like, it's almost like there's something there, like... Like whispering people in to, people's to
1: ears, this. being like, push him, push him.
0: I mean, like, they were in some kind of heated argument, I guess. Yeah, this one seemed her. like there was
1: motivation for it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so, and she was living in the hotel. Particular... Did she
1: work at the hotel, did you say, or was she just living there?
0: Yeah, she worked at the hotel.
1: Well, I guess... Because this is the South and lived in there. the na- early 1900s, were black people allowed to stay at this hotel? Maybe they would were allowed to it... work in it.
0: Well, they would have been working there even if they weren't allowed to stay there.
1: Doesn't really matter. I'm just wondering. That's all. Okay.
0: No, I mean, and it's definitely in the South. Yes, so there was definitely probably more segregation. I would guess. Yeah. That was going on. So, like I said, like some versions of the story, she's African American and others she's white. But either way, she was not in his mind on the same level as him, and also he's having an affair, right? Yeah, So he's trying to cover his own ass. They're in some kind of argument. He pushes her down and kills them both. So um when you're at the hotel, you kind of have to follow the map to get to this back hotel where there are some rooms back there and there's also like a vending machine that's back there too Mm -hmm. so what we what we did is apparently um guests have reported seeing or hearing the little girl the ghost girl playing in that hallway okay and we had read that they probably were more prone to interact with young children particularly girls and we happen to have some girls Mm -hmm. so we just were like go ahead guys you guys walk down the hallway ahead of us and I'm just I'm like I'm just gonna record you walking down the hallway and maybe when we play it back we'll see the ghost girl you know because sometimes Lucy will see orbs around her when we go to these haunted places yeah I mean, I don't really think that Lucy was, like, really wanting to do this, but she was like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) She did it. She was a good spirit. Ah, no pun intended. (laughs) Um, I did not catch any orbs. Oh, Getting her. We literally did spend time there, though, like, in the hallway. I tried talking to the ghosts. I tried everything to try to get them to come out and play, but they didn't. Um... But it was kind of creepy because it was at night. So there are no actual historical documents to corroborate this story. So, again, it could just be some made-up bullshit to kind of, you know, do this dark tourism thing. Um, But certainly there are people there that have experienced a lot of these weird ghost stories. And this is what they've come up with to talk about them. So... It's just it. It was a fun. It was a fun trip. Yeah, it was a little bit unnerving to stay there. Um, but yeah. Um, there's a second popular ghost story, and it involves like a real identifiable person. Okay. Um, and it's about this guy. He worked as a bellman there, and an elevator operator. Like again with the freaking elevator. Um, it's funny that he worked there. After everything happened with the whole elevator thing, because it's like they finally figured out that they needed somebody there to make sure that nobody stepped into an empty elevator shop. Yeah. Um. So his name was Floyd Ardell Lowry. And he literally worked there for like 50 years. He waited on Franklin D. Roosevelt. Um, and... He had the future president's suit pressed for him in 1928. There is that bar. Remember I said there's a bar on the second yeah. floor. Um, that's, it's a really pretty bar, but it's not as fancy as the main dining yeah. room, but it's actually, um, it's named in Floyd's honor there. Oh, well, that's cool. And with all of the stories about Emily and MMA, um, uh, you know, all of that kind of adds up. And then they also add on here that Floyd is described as a helpful curiosity and not really a threat. Hmm.
1: So, so he's just
0: it's kind of fun there. Being a good guy. So he kind of hangs around and he helps people out. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Supposedly, he lived there with his mother. He never drank and worked most of his life at the Windsor and... He just continues to serve people in the afterlife.
1: So, if you're like going in, and you're like, he... hey, dude, can you recommend the best drink? He'll might whisper it in your ear.
0: Maybe. I don't know.
1: I like think I just said, Hill might. No, so it
0: just. <laughs> what?
1: Instead of he might, it said, Hill might. Hill might. Hill might recommend a beverage.
0: So, anyway. Some people come there and they're trying to have a friendly paranormal encounter, you know. You know, some are willing to pay a little bit extra for it. It really, like, wasn't... The hotel's not expensive to stay at. Well, it's a a Best Western Plus. Yeah. It's literally a Best Western Plus. And I'm like, plus? Emphasis on the plus. Yeah. Because it's really cool.
1: Best Western Plus Ghosts. Um,
0: so really it's had no major impact on the hotel except for on one occasion, like a new employee actually quit because they were scared of the ghost of MMA. i will be scared. <laughs> but of her basically, too. like most of the people that were there literally pay zero attention to the fact that it's a haunted hotel and they just go about their business.
1: Yeah, that's kind of how it is at, at okay. most of these hotels. Or you do like you book it and you don't even know.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what it seemed like that a lot of people just had Zero interest in that, and I'm like, how are we the only ones that are in this in this hallway late at night looking for the ghost? How is well, that possible? Maybe you'll get some
1: of our listeners to go down there or up there.
0: It's from fun where they are. Yeah, it was a really fun time. So, cool. anyway, that was my story. Now you may proceed well, to your I last mean, one. We just spoke about how. Like my first one, I didn't
1: know I booked a haunted hotel. And you said that most people go on with their lives at this one. And this is true of this last one that I'm going to talk about as well. This is another situation where I accidentally (laughs) booked a haunted hotel.
0: A situation. mm -hmm,
1: Yeah. So how this one happened is I had a boyfriend years ago and he was really into... The Milwaukee Bucks basketball team, because we're in Wisconsin. And so for his birthday, mm-hmm. I got him tickets to a Bucks Knicks game in Milwaukee. And so then I went on, I think it was probably Expedia, whatever website it is where you can like book a hotel, but not know the name of it. And then it just gets you like a really good oh, price. Okay. And I do that really frequently. And I've had a lot of good luck. Like I'll, what I do is I put it in there and then I get like a fancy hotel for cheap. And so I've done this tons of times before without accidentally staying at a haunted hotel. But in this situation, (laughs) I booked the only four-star full-service hotel in Milwaukee. And it just happened to be the Pfister Hotel, which is in downtown Milwaukee. It is three blocks away from Lake Michigan and very close to the where the basketball game was going to be so it was within walking distance with us which for us which was really great um this hotel was built in 1893 for 1 million dollars which would be 33 million dollars in today's money i think it would cost a lot more than that to build it right now though um and it was known as the grand hotel of the west because apparently wisconsin was the west enough at that time
0: that's why they call it the midwest yeah put that in there yeah when they realized oh shit there's more country to go yeah
1: so again i think i do this a lot where when i book a vacation i get, i'm curious about certain parts of the hotel or whatever and i'll go on their website and i'll look up their amenities or i probably booked it because i didn't know the name of it and then i was like looking around at their stuff and i realized fuck this place is also haunted um,
0: <laughs> you need to like start looking at that first
1: I guess I do but it wasn't I mean it wasn't like I heard like there wasn't much you know like that you just hear like a little bit so the things that I heard about were like that you might see like shadowy figure or hear some voices in the hallways but I didn't really know much about it I was just kind of like I'm always, like, if I hear anything's haunted in my brain, I'm just like, please don't let me see a ghost. I don't want to see a ghost at all <laughs> because, like, voices I can explain away, knocking I can explain away, those kinds of things. So, yeah, yeah so we get there and it is beautiful. The thing is, like, like, it's got, like, all, like, the marble columns, like, it has that giant atrium situation going on mm-hmm. when you walk in and there's this, like, beautiful grand staircase that's coming down and then there's... Um, there's, like, a huge, like, mural on the ceiling. I think there's probably a certain word for it, yeah. but, like, old-timey stuff. And then there's there's this, like, crazy Victorian art collection all over. So um, I guess the original guy who built this hotel was really into collecting art, and his art collection is all over. Oh, so it's, it's gorgeous. I sent you pictures at the time. I don't know if you remember it, but... Um, yes. But, yeah, so I guess I also didn't realize at the time that it was, it's a place where a lot of athletes stay or pretty much anybody fancy that's coming to Milwaukee. It's because it's like the fanciest hotel there. That's where they stay. And we realized this when we were in line to check in and I suddenly realized there's a bunch of roughly seven foot tall men standing all around us. And my boyfriend (laughs) at the time is like Like, shitting mm -hmm. his pants because the New York Knicks are checking in. At the same time as us, and so they're all over it, like they're around us. And, and an there's like a now. well, they took the elevator with us. Some of them did too, but he just was like, like literally couldn't even speak. He was like shitting his pants, <laughs> and because he's like a huge basketball fan, and so we're just standing there, but like you, you can't even like see around you because there's so many giant men feel like a wall so it was really cool the game ended up being a really good game that went into overtime and the the box won which was great for us because we were there to watch the box but yeah so getting back to this hotel um this place was opened in, like i said in 1893 it was built by a man named charles fister who um, he he actually him and his dad started to build the hotel together and then his dad passed away before it was built. Um, but he yeah. he collected art. He really loved his hotel. It was like they wanted it to be this great gathering place for the people of Milwaukee, which it really was. People stayed there, and over the years, um, like you'll have like musicians that'll stay there, foreign dignitaries, the presidents have stayed there, like when they come into town in Milwaukee, this is the the, the place where everybody's gonna go. And so things that regular people see there. And I I say regular people for a reason. I'll explain in a minute. So, the, you might okay. hear like like I said before you might hear voices in the hallways, shadowy figures, um all kinds of things that might happen and people have talked about like TVs turning on and off, but for the most part most people stay here without anything happening to them, which is the same as how I would describe it. I would never really like, I didn't – I wouldn't have noticed anything except for that I was scared because I found it on the internet. Otherwise, I would have just gone right. on with my life and been like, this is a really beautiful hotel. It's very, like, wide and right. open. It's not dark at all. It's well lit. You know, like, it's it's great. Uh-huh. So if you do a Google search of this hotel, which I didn't know before I stayed here because obviously I know that athletes stay there now. But if you do a search of this hotel, you're going to get a shit ton of articles talking about major league baseball players having paranormal experiences in the hotel.
0: Really? Yes. So I'm going to look it up.
1: right Yeah. Now. Just, just do like a quick search of the Fister again. hotel, like, like type in like, it's like P F I S T E R. So Pfister hotel
0: mm-hmm.
1: and like haunted afterward or something like that.
0: While I'm looking at a picture of it, it's really cool. It is.
1: Do you see like a whole bunch of of major league baseball player articles, like ESPN and all kinds
0: of things like that? Uh, yeah, okay. So, baseball's haunted hotel. mm -hmm. Okay, oh, cool. So, let's talk about ESPN. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, okay, so let's talk about this. Okay. So
1: these baseball players' names got mixed up. Like, I saw different articles with different names of baseball players and the stories mixed up. So I'm going to do my best here to give um, some – I'm not going to name the players involved just because I don't think that they're correct or – like, I don't know for sure, like, which article is correct and which isn't. So sure. first baseball player that gave an account was – um, he said that there was one night where he was staying there and he heard knocking in the hallway on his door, which is, I mean, could happen in a hotel, but he goes to answer the door and he finds yeah. no one. And then later in the night, the air conditioner and the TV are just kind of switching on and off by themselves a whole bunch. He can hear pounding noises from seeming to, like seeming to come from inside of the walls. Which again, I'm like, are people having sex next door? But whatever. So that's what he is hearing. <laughs>
0: right?
1: There was another guy that heard like he was like sleeping and all of a sudden he like heard stomping around his room like somebody was like stomping around. And so he said to the ghost like he's comfortable with ghosts. So He was just like, hey, dude, make yourself at home, hang out, have a seat, but don't wake me up again. OK, I got a baseball play a baseball game to play tomorrow. <laughs> and so after that, he didn't hear anything. So he he did it. Um, one guy was getting like he laid out his clothes for the next day before he went to sleep and he knew exactly like he, he had laid it out on this table by the end of the bed he goes to sleep in the morning he wakes up his clothes are all on the floor and the table was at the opposite end of the room
0: that's creepy yes.
1: another player had been taking a shower and he got out of the shower and he heard static coming from his ipod because this must have been a while ago and people at iPods. Mm. So he hears static coming from the iPod and he realizes that it's like vibrating really hard and almost falls onto the floor. And so he grabs it and he goes to change it to another song or he he grabs it and then it changed itself to a song from the the static. So he's like freaked oh. out so bad that he ran out into the lobby before putting any clothes on.
0: <laughs> he just ran out there yeah, naked. Yeah, he
1: he refused to stay there ever again. He said that everything's scary in it. He's like, the paintings, the pictures. It's just a lot of old crazy stuff. I'm it. not staying there anymore. And in fact, this person, so this guy actually ended up, he he made a joke because he eventually was signed on to play for the Brewers. And he made a joke that he did it oh, because no. of the fact that he would never have to stay in the Fister again.
0: That is so If funny. he was part
1: of the home team because he'd have somewhere else to stay. So a yeah. lot of the yeah. athletes, like a, of the the baseball athletes, refuse to stay at the hotel, or they'll only stay there if they can share a room with another,
0: Aww, like with another they teammate. Have to have a sleepover.
1: So let's talk about who this ghost might be. Um. So a lot of the people. Oh yeah. See, the fuck is it? An old man apparition walking through the hotel, and a lot of people think that this is Charles Fister himself the original owner and one of the reasons that only the baseball players because it seems like most people you know they have a really nice restful sleep and some of the brewers players have stayed there before none of them have ever had experiences it only fucks with opposing teams and it turns out that in Charles Pfister's day, it was normal to harass traveling teams in support of your home team. So fans would go to hotels oh. and knock on the windows and doors of opposing players and play pranks oh on them no. to ensure that they didn't have a good night's sleep.
0: They like ding-dong dash them? Yes.
1: So it's theorized that Charles Pfister is actually just fucking with opposing teams' baseball players. And everybody else is is going to sleep soundly
0: in the hotel. (laughs) That's great.
1: Yeah. So that's, that was what I thought was funny. I like, when I realized that I was like, I was like, how come there's so many articles about just the baseball players and like the basketball players are staying there just fine. Other people are saying that they're just fine. And even the brewers, like if they stay there, they're fine. That is so crazy. So I think that that's why I, I think it. that it's it's a ghost playing a trick on baseball players.
0: I mean, if I if I was able to in any of my lives have this as an accomplishment that I built a hotel like like this, I I don't know that I would want to leave. So you either. would want to stay and be a ghost because your hotel
1: was so fucking cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, the hotel is beautiful.
1: Look at pictures.
0: You've already told me that I am doomed to always walk the earth because I can't let go of material things that have to do with houses. So (laughs) I think that if I had an amazing hotel that I was responsible for building, I would have a hard time letting go.
1: Yeah, you might actually. And then you'd like pick at the wallpaper like all the time. You just want to be there. She would pick at the wallpaper yes. at a certain point to be like, it's time to change it. <laughs> or if you didn't like what the, what the new owners did to it, you'd haunt them.
0: I would, like, punch a bunch of little holes, like, all over in the paint. Keep tearing at the walls off.
1: and things until they had to fix it again yes. until they got it right. i be like,
0: somebody fucking fix this. They were like, my ghost is an interior designer. Yes, I can't let it go.
1: Oh, man. No, I thought that was a good one to end with, though. Like, if I had known that it was only a baseball player thing, I would have felt much better about
0: it. Yeah, you would have actually been, like, I really do when I stay at these places, I have to psych myself out and I have to think about, like, I have to put myself in that headspace. Like, okay, if I were a scared ghost and I didn't know I was dead, like, would I want people to be scared of me? No, it's just another person, right? Like, we just want to be nice to that person. It's oh. not their fault that they're dead. and. Well, stuff,
1: a lot of them, I think some of right? them, like, know that they're dead, but they're just, like, not giving up.
0: Well, like, I don't think that they probably do know. Anyway. I don't know. I think I, that guy's
1: staying at his hotel because it's cool.
0: I would stay there because it's fucking He's cool. Like, I and also my hotel. I'm going to stay here. Yeah. And if he loves baseball... I mean, like, listen, he would get to, like, listen to people talk about baseball all the time. He would get to pick on opposing teams. Like, that would be so much fun. I just had a theory in my head.
1: So remember how on the episode about Life Between Lives where I talked about how, uh, like, our souls could leave our bodies at night? Yeah. While we're, like, deep in sleep? What if Uh our souls are leaving our bodies at night Going to places that we enjoyed and haunting other people oh. and fucking with them. And, like, a lot of us are deep <laughs> in our sleep at, like, 3 a.m. And that's why it's, like, known as the witching hours because that's when our souls are most likely to be
0: gone from our bodies haunting people. Because you are, like, deep in it. Yeah. Yeah. And that in that there's no actual ghosts. Yes.
1: It's there's no actual ghosts. It's all just our souls <laughs> like... fucking with other people. Or maybe we didn't like somebody in a past life, so our soul went to like
0: to find that person find in like their or do current life. Scary. I don't know. Ah. Uh, could be. Or like you go to like then where why like are where they... there's like
1: a lot of people think that there's ghosts that like their favorite ghosts that like go to their favorite places in the world. You know, like maybe it's just mm-hmm. your soul going to the place where you love.
0: I feel like there's definitely a few there's a handful of places like am I haunting <sighs> I somewhere just... at night <sighs> you're right you know what I'm one of the Myrtle's ghosts probably if that's the case
1: you probably because are. because I
0: feel like that place has spoken to my soul since the first time I ever saw about it saw about it <laughs> I ever right. saw about what? it <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck man <laughs> This was a fun episode. Thank you for talking about that last little bit there.
1: Yeah, I really that one really got me, man. I really liked it a lot. Go out and find the articles if you're if you're a baseball fan and you want to know which players. Um I just I don't know which one's right because I just saw a couple different versions of it, so I didn't feel comfortable. So
0: That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it sounds like we're going to have to get busy staying at some more hotels because you're going to
1: have to get busy. The, yeah, you and your family, that's accounts not me. Of it.
0: <laughs> the more I talk about the stuff on here, the more I realize that I live kind of a weird life.
1: It's fun, though. I like it. Like, a little bit. Like, on, on one of my Walking Dead field trips, I went to a loaded hotel. just didn't realize how many weekend trips you've taken about The Walking Dead. It's very weird. Well, I think.
0: I feel like, I feel like it's, I don't know. Here's a fun fact about the doc is that um he's got a pin on his phone in Sonoya, Georgia. Like it thinks that we have some sort of affiliation with Sonoya. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, that's not even like one of the places that we frequent. You know, it just, we've been there enough times now that it's like, do you want to go to Sonoya? No, not every day, all the time. <laughs> so fucking weird all right and he just leaves it like that oh so weird okay well uh we will resume recording another episode very very soon we will um thanks guys for listening this has been a fun couple of days this is i mean minus all the weird stuff in between recording but
1: that's yeah. good. I like this makes me feel like I could totally be a professional podcaster that didn't have another job. <laughs> yeah, right. It's way more fun. We could do this. We could do if this. we weren't working but in We just chain.
0: need a little bit of help from you listeners out there.
1: Yeah, like we only need like like just tell like four thousand of your closest friends each and every one of our regular listeners, and maybe we could make hundred dollars like, every four. time. <laughs> you need you know that it right? takes like it's like a thousand, like if you have sponsors, which we haven't even gotten to yet for like a thousand downloads uh-huh. you get like 25000 or $25. So <laughs>
0: that's it. Yeah. It's real hard to make money on this shit, man. We make nothing. Okay. No, whatever. Well, we'll keep going. We're, we're not doing fun. this for we're not doing this for the love of money. Although I swear to you all, if I did get if I did get popular at this popular at this, if I was successful and I made enough money, I would make some kind of uh, hotel arrangements that I could possibly haunt later on. Okay.
1: Just saying. That's pretty cool. I mean, what I would do is I would just have another podcast also by a time. <laughs> right? And I would talk about aliens with my best alien friend.
0: Okay. Well, I have <laughs> not your best, alien, best friend. alien friend. <laughs> I just. But I just tolerate your alienisms. I
1: know you're not my best alien.
0: And <laughs> what I would do is I would have another. I would have another podcast that had. Um, I would actually do a serious podcast that would focus on cold case, cold cases that are still open, and like helping. Would you do it with the doc? The victims in those. Probably, I think he would be really yeah, good. Yeah, I that, mean, I would do it with the doc, or like he could help, like look at the cases too. He's really good at, at making connections to like in communities when it comes to stuff like this, mm-hmm. because, I mean, he does testify. Um, he works with the local law enforcement to help solve some things um, or has and or, you know, lends some pro bono forensics to things or, you know, doing publications that can help people find killers. And that's near and dear to my heart. So that's what I would do if we ever got You guys are much more noble more than I am. Successful. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you still think that I'm not done with my lives? I want to do some good things. I've been thinking a lot about this. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. All right. Okay. I'm going to be a better person.
1: So guys, That's tell it. your friends about our podcast for real. Let's let's close this fucker down, friends. man.
0: All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.